Welcome to the Compete Every Day podcast, a weekly show to help you harness the power of competition to be better than yesterday. Hear each week from performance leaders, coaches, and experts on the benefits of competition and how you can use it to win at work and in life. And now, your host, Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day, Jake Thompson. New week, and of course, we are back with a brand new episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. My name is Jake Thompson. I am the Chief Encouragement Officer here at Compete Everyday and your host. If you're back for another episode, man, thank you. I'm excited you're back. I'm excited that you're here to listen and learn and focus on being the best competitor you can be. We are all about at Compete Every Day learning how to harness the power of competition to be better than yesterday so that we can ultimately win at our work, in our pursuits, and in our life. Being the best competitor that we can possibly be. This week is no different and I'm excited to welcome a friend to the show, You may not know him, but you have absolutely seen the results of his work over the last number of years. I'm excited to welcome to the show Jose Vasquez, the strength and conditioning coach for my hometown, Texas Rangers. I had the opportunity to connect with Coach Vasquez a number of years ago during one of the Rangers playoff runs when we were able to provide them some Compete Everyday shirts and encouragement for the road ahead. Since then, I have been a huge fan of his mentality, of his approach approach to competition and training and working with guys. And so you're going to find a lot of value today listening to someone that day in and day out is working with individuals at the highest end of their sport and how he's able to continue pouring into them, teaching them how to use competition, how to get better than they were the day before. And so there's something you're going to be able to take away from this conversation. Now, before I bring Coach onto the show, just a reminder, if you want to get in touch with the show, there are two amazing ways you can do that. One, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. We read everything that comes through. And two, one way that would be incredibly beneficial to help us is leave us a rating and review on iTunes. If you're listening to this on your iPhone, if you're streaming it on iTunes on your computer, just click the little rating and review, leave us a quick comment. We read every one of those things coming through and they help us to best plan out what's coming ahead on the show. That's the whole reason we shifted season two from the Better Than Yesterday podcast to now the Compete Everyday podcast, harnessing the power of competition to be better than yesterday. You wanted to learn how you could be a better competitor and that is what we're all about. Now, I'll quit rambling. I'm excited to welcome to the show Texas Rangers. That's right. My Texas Rangers strength and conditioning coach, Coach Jose Vasquez. Coach Vasquez, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Man, I am excited to have this conversation with you. We've been connected for a few years now, uh, and I know more about your story, but why don't you tell listeners who you are um, and how you got to be with the uh, Texas Rangers? Um, well, um, growing up, I've always, you know, there, was, there, there has been one mainstay in my life, and it's, and it's been baseball. Um, I played Division One baseball at the University of Tennessee, and I played a couple of years in the Cardinals organization 
And after that, after a couple of years of trying to figure out what to do, I decided to go to physical therapy school. And two years out of physical therapy school, I started uh, training baseball players on the side. And um, during a baseball clinic, I met a guy named Tom House, who used to be a pitching coach here. He used to be Nolan's pitching coach, uh, I, I would say, in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, through a conversation with him, I he passed along my resume to the New York Mets, got an interview. Um, I became the assistant in 2000 and uh, in the fall of 2001. And in 2005, uh, this the head position opened up here in Texas, and I uh, called a few friends, had an interview, and and got the job. And I've been here ever since. Dude, I love that. And and I love that, that you've had quite the experience playing as well as now coaching and training. And so uh, obviously, as we discussed and and have been connected through Compete Every Day, the idea of competition rears its head all the time and and obviously has some incredibly positive benefits to it. Uh, As you're working with guys throughout, we'll start in season first. Baseball is known for just a long season. Uh, and grind, especially you're getting into the summer months here in Texas. How are you able to work with the guys to continue to keep them one on top of their training fresh throughout kind of a grueling summer, but really focused on continually competing against themselves to get better? Yeah, um, you know, the the heat in Texas is challenging. Uh, so we take every every precaution to make sure that we you know, expose them to the heat as much as needed, but also keep them from the heat as much as needed. Uh, so, you know, heat being a factor when, uh, when the summer months come and when the heat comes, we try to do as many practices indoors, uh, with minimal exposure to the heat. Um, the other part of that is we try to maintain the weight training work. Uh, strength is the foundation to any athlete without strength. You, you don't last. So um, we, we, we co- continue to focus on the main lifts, continue to focus on strength training and a combination, you know, with the combination of taking the precautions from uh, getting away from the heat and maintaining consistent workouts. It's, it's basically the general approach. And how did you, how have you developed your own specific program uh, that you like to use and utilize um, over the years? Has it just been years of testing? Is there someone, maybe it's Coach House or, or someone else that you've worked with throughout the years that you've really taken to their style and program? Or, you know, who would you credit a lot of your approach to? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had uh, I've had a lot of mentors. I've, I've I've been exposed to a lot of great strength coaches over my over my career. Uh, I would say the first guy that made the biggest impact in my career was uh, Vern Gambetta. Um, he was probably one of the you know the first few strength coaches in the big leagues or in, in professional baseball, and and his ideas still still hold true today. And when it came to programming baseball. Uh, strength and conditioning he had a big impact early on when he uh we con- when he consulted with the mets in the year uh, when he oh three oh four so he he had a huge impact um the second guy that i would say is um a guy named dan john um 
when I came to Texas because of the heat and because of what I was seeing with the players here, I'm thinking I have to figure out a way to make the play, uh, the workouts brief and to the point, uh, but that they actually have an impact on the player. And he, he had just come out with a book called uh, easy strength. And I reached out to him and I told him a little bit about what I was seeing in the weight room and seeing with my guys. And he goes, well, this is, I got to, I got a perfect solution for you. So um, his ideas for programming with the basic lifts, with low volume, with high intensity uh, made a lot of sense. And we we started using it in 2009 and, and, it, and it caught on. And, and that's kind of what we've stuck to with, uh, with our position players in general uh, over the years throughout, I mean, in, in the big leagues and throughout the minor leagues. Um, and the third person I would, I would credit is Gene Coleman. Um, he's he was a strength coach for over thirty years um, with the Astros and part time with the Rangers, way back in the eighties, early eighties, I believe. And uh, he's been a mentor, uh, a confidant, a guy that uh, that understands the game, a guy that understands the the difficulties that strength coaches faces in in, in Major League Baseball, and, and through his guidance and and mentorship, uh, he has given me a lot of wisdom and a lot of insight on how to how to work with the major league players. I like that. And so, do you create opportunities for position guys or guys similar in terms of strength to compete with each other in a fun atmosphere? Throughout the off season, in season, do you try to stick it to one or the other to where they're kind of pushing each other a little bit harder uh, when they're in their training, or is it very isolated where guys really only focused and only really putting in the work with himself? Um, I think the competition happens. Uh, I, I don't try to push it too much in the weight room because uh, sometimes guys can. I do you know I do themselves and do do stupid things uh <laughs> but I do try to create pairs like I pair a guy up with a pair a guy up that is a really hard worker with a guy that's not such a hard worker or uh I, there's there's a, I notice that there's a few guys that get along so I try to encourage them to work out in groups because the the group training creates accountability and, and within reason, it creates a little bit of competition and, and they push each other and they heckle each other. And so uh, I, I, I try to get them in groups and pairs as best I can uh, on purpose. But I, I, I try not to uh, force the competition. I think the competition happens naturally. Now, I know, especially you've got guys at that level that are have been competitive throughout uh, their careers and, and just getting to that point. What do you see from a, a training strength training uh, level as the big, biggest differentiator between a guy that just gets up to the bigs uh, for the first time versus one of your more seasoned veterans who's been there anywhere from three to five years? Um, well, when they first get to the big leagues, it's such a surreal experience for a lot of these kids that they forget that what they were doing in the minor leagues works for the big leagues. And so uh, I I normally approach them and say, hey, look, take a couple of days, get settled in, but then we get back to work doing what you were doing 
down there because uh, our program is designed to carry over everywhere we go. We we try not to get too special because um, the facilities are different every, everywhere we go, but everywhere you go, you're going to find a barbell. You're going to find uh, a squat rack. You're going to find uh, kettlebells. You're going to find things that are simple. So we keep it simple so that when guys come up, they're not, oh, well, I don't have that machine and so-and-so. So so we so I take I take the approach, all right, get over it, get, get a couple of days, suck it, you know, soak it all in. And then let's get back to work. This is the same as the minor leagues, um, you know. And then the veteran guys—they just—they already—they already know what they're good at. They know what their weaknesses are, and and, and for the most part, it's just a follow-up and, and a, and a uh, regular checkup. Awesome. And, and so I know one of the things that you've talked about, and I've heard you say, is your advice to athletes from anywhere from recreational to pro male to female is to be coachable, be a good teammate and and give everything you have exhaust your entire potential and and effort out there. What do you see as, in your opinion is one of the best traits that good teammates have, regardless of the setting. Um, Yeah. A a good teammate is always thinking of others. Uh, Putting, you know, putting other people first, um, there, there's a, uh, an idea in, in sport or in life that everything's about me and I need to get mine and my rights and my contract and my playing time. And there's a big misconception that in order for you to be successful, you have to get yours. And in, and in reality, those people who put others first, and I consider it about around, uh, I consider of those around. Outlook on life brings them more opportunities and bring them more wealth, bring them more connections, more friendships. And those are the truly rich people are those who can, who can put their ego aside and, and think of others first. I like that. And so finally, coach, I want to switch gears a little bit. I know that, you're a father and, and you've got kids that have grown up playing sports. And, and a lot of the conversations I've had recently are around competition and youth sports and participation trophies and, and what's kind of becoming of things as on a whole youth sports uh, involvement is on the decline, which has been really surprising to me. Uh, but for a number of reasons, uh, what is kind of as someone who plays from a work career, you're in the professional space, but you also have, have your kids growing up and you want to teach them to be good teammates and coachable and all the positive benefits of sports. What are some of the things that you remember as your kids were younger uh, playing those sports that were so important for you to have them learn? What were the things that you were like, you, I want you to play sports because of these benefits? Yeah, um, I guess the, the the first one I can think of, not in not in any particular order, because I, I I have I have talked to my kids about these things for so long, and and, and I still do, um, even even with my oldest that is nineteen. And, and number one is is that sport teaches you how to handle failure. Um, I think that that is probably the biggest cause of people quitting in life in general is that when you when you fail most people don't know how to process that 
they don't know how to how to accept the benefit of failure. They they think of failure as an ultimatum, as a as a, as a situation where that you can't get back up from. And and the one thing that I've always stressed my kids is that failure is just a it's just an opportunity to learn something. And um, and I see that in kids, and I and I watch my kids play sports for a number of years, and I see. I see that's the biggest factor when they realize, oh, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not tall enough or I'm not this. They just quit. Instead of taking that as an opportunity to maybe either push themselves harder or or play a different position or play a different sport or or you or use that situation to improve in another area of your life. But I think that the, the ability to handle failure is a great benefit uh, from playing sports. I love that. I love that because obviously, like you pointed out, we're we're going to fail at something throughout the rest of our lives, and and how we handle that is is key. That's one of the reasons I love baseball. Is the best batters in the world are are still failing seven out of ten times they go up to the plate uh, to hit three hundred. Yet they're successful in their sport and and they continue to go up there and take swings and and hit the ball despite having a strikeout previously having a pop out um i love that and i appreciate you having you know the time to to share with that a little bit about us let me ask you on a personal level what are some things that you do to constantly stay on top of your game as a coach as a leader do you do you have some daily habits do you have things that you try to do each day or each week to keep you um really focus on the work you have as well as present with family and the other responsibilities that you have. Yeah. 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 No, there are things that I do every day. Uh, first, first and foremost, uh, in, in the morning, I try to spend time with God. Uh, I try to spend time reading my Bible and, and learning from, from the word of God, uh, before I start my day, that, that is number one. Uh, that's been a constant in my life for, for many years. And, uh, without that, I don't know where I would be as a man and as a father, as a husband. Uh, the other thing I always do, I'll, I'll make sure that I read, um, on a daily basis, uh, of my, my professional interests, any, any article on strength and conditioning, any article on nutrition, any article on, um, anything relevant to what I do. I, I try to read a couple, a couple articles every day. Um, and and the third third thing that I always do is um, you know make sure that my take take inventory how my family's doing, uh, you know my family's welfare and well being is probably the most important thing for me, uh, especially with the job that I do because I'm always gone, and I'm always traveling and, and so I I I I've always been mindful of the impact that my job has on family life so. I, I make sure, you know, where my wife is at, where my kids are at, how, how are we doing in, in, in relationship in relation to my job. So th- those are three things that I do on a daily basis. Um, so th- those, those three things are always a constant. I think those are, man, I love that. And those are obviously key for anyone listening to be able to apply to what they have and, and what they're doing and working on. So I appreciate you sharing. Uh, Coach, this has been a blast. I thank you for having the time during season to, to carve out, to spend a little bit with us and, and share some of your wisdom and insight. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Compete Every Day podcast. To learn more, visit CompeteEveryDay.com. To connect with Jake or contact the show, email us at podcast at CompeteEveryDay.com. And as always, keep competing every day to be better than you were yesterday.